0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito Com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Com.
1: Hi, hello. It is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball after dark this time a 112-108 loss to the memphis grizzlies a pretty disappointing loss all things considered although not the worst loss in the world but we'll get into that it's kind of a weird a weird game uh, that's making people feel a lot of different things as you can tell by me starting off this podcast i'm hosting no kirk henderson tonight he is taking the night off. And of course the night off for Kirk means he's still going to do his live show and he still watch the game. So um, if you're listening to this and you didn't catch the live show uh, when it happened, it should be up in your feed uh, sometime on Sunday. He got a weekend off. Basically his wife and his kid uh, went on a trip out of town. So I felt like it would be cruel for him to do his normal customary Mavs work. He needs to enjoy life while I can and not think about this Mavs game. That's for sure. Um, it's a weird game because Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving were both ruled out with injuries uh, before tip off. Luka was ruled out yesterday on on, um, on Friday, and then Kyrie was ruled out, uh, you know, an hour or so before the game tipped off. So once Kyrie was ruled out, I mean, it was pretty much destined that this game was going to be a loss. Uh, Memphis doesn't have John Morant. Obviously, you know, as he's missing time for his personal issues that he's going through. Um, But even without Jaw, you know, Memphis still has a very, very deep and talented roster with Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Ty Jones, Xavier Tillman, uh, David Roddy, who we'll talk about a lot more. You know, they still have some talent um, to to win games, especially against a team as shorthanded as a Maverick. So. Honestly, this should have probably been a dominant win for the Grizzlies, and I think it goes to show um, some some things about this Mavericks group. They do fight. I mean, the last time this team didn't have Luka or Kyrie was that Utah game right after the Kyrie trade when Kyrie wasn't with the team yet and Luka was still out with his heel injury, and the Mavericks won that game behind Josh Green and Jaden Hardy, and they almost did it again behind Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. Hardy had 22 points, starting playing 37 minutes. Green also started, played 34 minutes, scored 21 points. Uh, Green obviously a little bit more efficient. Had 10 rebounds, four assists. Hardy didn't do too much besides shooting and scoring. That's okay. That's kind of what they needed him. But he was a little inefficient, night of 21. Only had three turnovers, but up at like two of them. Uh, at least two came in the final like two minutes. Really killed the Mavericks. It was very strange, very low turnover game. Mavericks only had 11 turnovers, but then they had like three turnovers uh, in the final two minutes when the game was, you know, when they were down by one point or nursing a one-point lead. That was just really unfortunate timing there. Um, otherwise, things kind of went according to the script. Tim Martaway Jr. keeps playing well. Uh, it's kind of disappointing that the Mavericks can't seem to take advantage of this little stretch he's on. Uh, again, you know, 23 points, four of eight from three. Dude is shooting 60% from three in the month of March. Um, he's shooting, I believe he's shooting over over 60%, uh, or at least close to 60% from three since the All-Star break ended. Like, dude has just been on fire. And yet the Mavericks have lost, um, you know, most of the games they've played. They've only won three times since the all-star break and Tim has been, this is probably the best stretch Tim has played all season. So it's so weird when you think about how this team was playing uh, earlier in the season before the all-star break. And it was like, when Tim shoots, well, it was like an automatic win when he shot poorly, it was a loss. Now he's shooting well and they still can't win. It's just a very weird season uh, for the Mavericks. They're now 34 and 34. They're in the danger zone. You know, this is, this is getting for real. There's 14 games left. They're 34 and 34. The Golden State Warriors won on their home floor against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's why I kind of waited to record because I wanted to see the outcome of that game. They're now 35 and 33 and solidly in sixth place by a game. Um, The Mavericks are now, you know, tied with Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota also 34 and 34, but uh, Minnesota holds the tiebreaker. Um, And now the Mavericks are, you know, the Lakers in ninth are a half game behind, 33 and 34 they've won three straight um seven out of their last 10. Um I think the Mavericks should be okay in terms of the plan. They still have a decent enough lead. I mean, decent. It's it's um it's a game and a half. Um you know, the New Orleans Pelicans are 32 and 35. So, three games below 500. Mavericks are at 500. So, You know, those teams are scuffling a little bit. Um, so I am not too concerned about the Mavericks, uh, falling out of the plan entirely, although that's still on the table. I mean, you know, the Mavericks play a decent amount of road games. I mean, everything's on the table right now for this team. You know, they could still, they could still climb out of the plan. They could fall out of the plan. They could fall to ninth or 10th, which would be really bad. That means they would have to win. Um, you know, if they fall to 10th, that means they'd have to win two road games. Um, to get into the playoffs if they're uh if they fall to ninth they'll have to win at least one road game to get into the playoffs uh and considering how this team is on the road they're now 12 and 21 on the road not looking great um Luca Doncic's MRA came back pretty clean but the Mavericks still held him out because he's just in that much discomfort so we'll see you know how quickly Luca comes back Um, the schedule is not really letting up for them but you know this is real now like this is the kind of loss where it's like you look at all the circumstances no luka no kyrie team played hard had 11 point lead in the fourth quarter and just kind of blew it because they just ran out of course. you know it was, you know hardy kind of started making the rookie mistakes that you expect from uh, the 37th pick of of the draft you know it's not you can't hold that against him too much but at the same time every loss now is just brutal they just the Mavericks can't afford any losses, whether it's a good loss or a bad loss. <laughs> like, there's no such thing as a bet as, as a good loss right now because the Mavericks are kind of fighting for their playoff lives. And unfortunately, you look, they play Memphis again on Monday. Hopefully, Luca and Kyrie will be back, or at least hopefully, one of them. Um, that's at home, but then after that, you play three straight on the road, San Antonio. Hopefully, that's a win, but then LA, Memphis again, you know, then Golden State, Charlotte twice, which is. Nice for the Mavericks. They get Charlotte, Charlotte, Indiana three times in a row. Maybe that's going to be the three game stretch that kind of stabilizes their season, but they play a lot on the road. They got a one, they got a five game road trip coming up at the end of March, beginning of April. Um, and then they play the Kings. Um, one of, uh, with one of their last games of the season is against the Kings. Like there's some easy games on the schedule, but with so many road games left, um, they've got eight road games coming up. Uh, before the season's over that's tough it's just it's going to be tough for them um we haven't really talked too much about the game other than some numbers you know i think the thing about this game is it was kind of the ultimate make or miss game Um. today's episode is brought to you by cars.com Memphis shot the three ball pretty poorly in the first half, but they were living at the paint. Mavericks didn't shoot too well. Memphis had the lead. Third quarter, very beginning of the fourth, Mavericks were making almost all of their jumpers, it felt like. Um, And the Grizzlies were missing just about all of theirs. Uh, I mean, in the third quarter, the Mavericks were 5 of 11 from three. Uh, The the Grizzlies were 2 of 7. And that was kind of the game. And the Mavericks shot a ton of jumpers. They only shot, you know, they shot 23 shots at the rim. They shot 10 mid-range shots. Uh, They shot uh, 43 um, three-pointers. So when you consider the 43 three-pointers and then the 10 mid-rangers, you know, that's 53 jumpers out of their 85 shots. Um, So they were very uh, jump-shooting heavy. And when they were making them, it was great. They got the 11-point lead. And then after that, Memphis made theirs. And the Mavericks seemingly missed most of theirs. And that's kind of the game. Uh, I know there's more, a little bit more to it than that, but really you can sum it up like that. Memphis finished with 54 points in the paint. Again, they just they were dominant. They start 71% at the rim. Mavericks had no answer. The story of the game is Memphis rookie uh, David Roddy scoring a career-high 24 points on 10 of 13 shooting. Four of seven from three, scored 17 of his 24 in the fourth quarter. I mean, he basically won them the game. It's a crazy kind of game from him because uh, he hadn't scored in double figures since January 29th. He averaged 4.7 points per game in February and 4.8 points per game in March entering this game. So it seems crazy. You're like, Oh, come on. Just like the math. You get bad luck. Some guy, some 11th man comes off the bench and does that to them. But Roddy is a solid player. He was a 23rd pick in the draft. He's very skillful. Um, he's huge. 252 pounds at 6'5". The thing about him is, yeah, he made the, the four three-pointers, which is unfortunate considering he's not a big three-point shooter. But, you know, he got – he scored, you know, near the rim a lot. Uh, the Mavericks had no answer for him toward the basket. And you look at Reggie Bullock, you look at Josh Green, um, you know, Jaden Hardy, you know, even Justin Holiday, McKinley, none of these – get like – Roddy caught the ball near the rim against those guys a couple times, and he just had post position sealing them off, and it was over. He just had layups. He just scored pretty easily. You know, Maxi Kleba tried to do his best guarding the rim, but and so did Dwight Powell. But but Roddy Roddy is just so physical. Like the thing that about it was, it might be surprising from a sense that he just hasn't done that much this season, but in terms of his skill set, he was doing what he's good at, and just they, he ran into a really good matchup for him. This Mavericks team without Luca has zero size on the perimeter and he took advantage. Um, you know, Mavericks did a decent job on Desmond Bain. I mean, he had 25 points on 18 shots, but he only scored, um, eight points in the second half, but he did make clutch once he made a clutch three at the end clutch free throws in the fourth quarter. He's really good. We don't need to talk about Desmond Bain much, or I'm going to go crazy. We all know um, how much I adored him in the 2020 draft. Um, this game could have probably been a blowout for Memphis if Memphis just shot normally from three. They were ten of 26 percent. Justin uh Jaron Jackson Jr., oh a five from three. Um, that's not normal for him. He's a he's a decent three-point shooter. So the Mavericks played hard, but there's definitely some variance there. They got a little lucky on both ends of the floor, and then of course a little unlucky. Um I think the big thing, you know, coming out of this game, looking at Mavs fans online, Christian Wood only played 15 minutes, He scored 14 points in those 15 minutes, four of eight shooting, six of six from the foul line, uh, no no threes, Over of two. I don't know what else really to say about the Christian Wood situation. I'm just tired of getting mad at it. Um, he's coaching staff doesn't like him. That's it. Jason Kidd doesn't like him. We know this, like, it's just, that's how it is. They don't trust him to do certain things. They don't like him that much as a player. It's pretty obvious. They were trying to trade him for anything they could have gotten for the most part at the trade deadline. You know, it's not hard to read the tea leaves. You know, Jason Kidd can say what he wants to say in the post game about how the minutes are just tough with pal and Kleba. Um, But I mean, come on, you know, it's, that's not, that's not the reason. The reason isn't that the Mavericks uh, big man depth is crowded. The reason is the Mavericks coaching staff prefers Powell and Clebo over Wood, and that's that's all there is to it. I know Dwight Powell is the whipping boy, and him having four points, five rebounds, and 18 minutes is not gonna do him any favors to the Mavs fan base. But the coaching staff trusts him to do the things that they want big men to do more than they trust Wood. And I don't know. It's it's over. Like there's just it's it's hard to talk about. Maybe we have to talk about to keep the, holding the team accountable, I guess, but I just don't know what the point of that is. I'm just trying not to lose my mind over it because you know, losing your mind over this team, you know, gets a really bad reaction. And I just don't want to deal with that. You know, like like it, Wood is not important enough for me to, to get really angry over, you know? you know, this isn't a guy that's, he's a guy that's bounced around the league a lot. Like I just, I, I kind of get it. <laughs> Like his deficiencies are real, and and there's some things that when I'm watching him annoy me for sure. Um, and there's some things that just don't work, you know, that you need out of a big man. And there's some things that are tough to to play on the floor with a guy that just doesn't play that much defense at the at his position. But whatever, it's just I don't want to get into it. It's just we have to acknowledge it because it's pretty much the only lineup choice that looked kind of weird. You know, everyone else, you know, they didn't play Theo. They didn't play Frank, um, which was great. Uh, Justin Holiday only played 13 minutes. You know, I think they kind of ran the best rotation they could have ran tonight. Um, So what are you going to do? The Christian Wood thing is just, you know, it's over. Kind of spurning off the Christian Wood thing, just kind of want to acknowledge like it's kind of a contentious Mavs fan day online. I don't want to go specifically why I kind of watched watch from the sidelines because I just don't want to tweet at anyone ever again anymore after what I've had to go through uh, last summer um I don't know it, things are going to get pretty hostile I feel like it uh, the team is 34 and 34 um they're this is a team that went to the Western Conference finals and and now they're they're struggling to make the playoffs with you know a young 24 year old super duper star MVP candidate. You know, that's really hard to do. Um, it's really hard to do. You look at all these other teams that have really good young, like young players, um, young superstars in the prime of their careers. And you don't, you just don't see this uh, very often. Um, especially like, I know Luca's has missed some games, but he's been relatively healthy, but you look at like, like at Denver and Phoenix and Memphis, which has you know Denver's got Jokic, Memphis has Jaw, Phoenix has you know Devin Booker uh, along with veteran stars. You know those teams are all securely in the top four. Um, you know you look at the Eastern Conference, uh, you know the MVP candidates Giannis, Tatum and Bead. You know Donovan. You know those teams are all doing well. Like you don't see young MVP candidates struggling at this point in the season to stay above 500 it just doesn't happen. that much. think, you know, don't want to compare him to Dirk, but think about the Dirk era. And you think like how many times before 2011 was that team struggling to make the playoffs or struggling to stay above 500 in mid March, you know, it just never really happened that often. It's just, so it's going to lead to a lot of contention. A lot of fans are going to be mad online and you know what? That's okay. Like fans are going to be like, fans should be fans. Like there's just, like, what is there to celebrate about this season? Um, you know, the Kyrie trade was great, and I think that laid the foundation. I wrote the column earlier this week. That lays the foundation for the team to, I think, go down a path that feels feels easier than where they were before the Kyrie trade. Um, it's easier to find a Dorian replacement than it is to find a star, a second star, like a find a player like Kyrie. So I feel like the path is better, but... They kind of shot themselves in the foot this season and they don't really have a way to recuperate from it. Um, They lost all those games before the all-star break. They should have won. That's coming back to bite them. They could have been solidly in the fifth or fourth place. If they would have won all the games they were supposed to win earlier in the season. It's just, I'm just not in a place either. Like, you know, if fans want to be optimistic, like, I mean, I'm optimistic. Like, I don't think the team's going to miss the playoffs. Um, you know, I do think that the season is kind of a wash in the sense that, like, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the play. Like, you know, they're going to be without home court advantage if they make the the legitimate playoffs out of the play-in, and that's going to be tough to favor them in any series, regardless of who they're playing, if they don't have home court, considering how bad home court their home their road record is. So, the thing is, is that I'm just kind of sick of the bullshit in terms of like. Like we can call it how it is. It's just this isn't a great season. Like I don't want to fight over that. Like I I don't want to fight with anyone that that thinks that it is a great season. You know, like I, expectations are crazy or are or, a or fickle thing or weird, especially after a Western Conference Finals run. You know, just I think the thing is is like people are going to be angry because this isn't really acceptable considering the Mavericks have Luca. So like let. People being like my thing is is like I'm not gonna go off on anyone. I'm not gonna go off on the team too hard right now, but just don't, you know, if if you see fans like mad and you're in a and you're in a position of influence and you think it's like not fair or or you think it's you're just you're annoyed by by negativity surrounding the team, I would say my best advice is you just don't tweet or don't say, you know, just ignore it. Uh, I've ignored plenty of times when I've seen some overzealous Mass fans, you know, maybe talk rudely about a player or a certain situation. Um, but right now it's like, what do you have to give what do you have to gain from talking down to fans right now? The team is 34 and 34. Hopefully they pull it together in these last 14 games, but you know, just as of right now, it's a disappointing season. So doesn't necessarily mean that that there's no hope. Um, but it's just so it is, it's just tough. It's just, I don't see the point. I just let fans, like I'm just let fans be mad. Let them be upset. Um, Lord knows if I was not doing media, if I was, if this was 10 years ago, if I was in my early twenties, if I was in my you know late teens, if I was in high school and this was season was happening, I'd be ripping my hair out and going nuts. So like, I get it. We've all been there. We're all, we've all like, we've all been that part, you know, before we became media people, we were, you know, it's about everyone that enters this business as a media person was a fan beforehand. Like We've all been there. So let's just try to keep it. Let's just try to keep it clean to go to the end of the season. People are going to be mad. Let's not make it worse. Let's not poke the horn's nest. I'm going to try not to. Uh, we'll see what the rest of the staff does. You know, it's just kind of is what it is. So uh, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. So let's get out of here again. Mavericks lose to the Memphis Grizzlies. 112-108 The Dallas Mavericks are now in eighth place in the West. They're tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves, both teams at 34-34. and The Warriors won. They are solidly now in sixth. They are 35-33. and The Mavericks are a game back. The Mavericks are a half game up on uh, the Los Angeles Lakers for ninth, a full game up on 10th Utah Jazz, and a game and a half on the 11th place New Orleans Pelicans and Oklahoma City Thunder. That's where it stands. It's crunch time. Uh, Mavericks going to have to pull something out, need to get healthy, need to start stacking up on uh, some wins before uh, before it's too late. It's almost too late. They've almost passed the point of no return here. So we'll see what happens. We'll be with you guys Monday uh, when the Mavericks play the Memphis Grizzlies at home. Uh, my partner in crime, Kirk, should be back for then. So you're listening to Maz when I after dark. Uh, we'll talk to you guys Monday night.